Hey everyone. Wow. Welcome back to this recap, this last episode in our Betrayal and Infidelity series. I'm going to be going over the last five of our episodes and chat with you about them. In episode one, I went into kind of my own thoughts on Betrayal and Infidelity before we went into our conversations and our interviews. And on this episode, I'm going to be hitting on the highlights from each of our episodes two through six and my thoughts on those. So thanks for being here. If you haven't already listened to episodes one through six, excuse me, I encourage you to go back and do that. These episodes are so helpful and each conversation kind of brings in a different angle to betrayal and infidelity. And so share them with your friends, your family, anyone who maybe has walked through this or is questioning whether they are dealing with infidelity or betrayal, because each conversation brings something different. All right. So first off, I just want to share that many people ask, Amanda, what do you do behind the scenes at A Wife Like Me? What are you doing day in and day out? And I want to share with you (laughs) what I'm doing is a lot of this. I am actually meeting though with couples virtually uh, almost all day, every day. And so that's why you don't see me on social media very much anymore is because unfortunately, but fortunately, unfortunately I'm meeting with couples dealing with betrayal, um, different types of abuse. Um, I'm meeting with wives specifically one-on-one helping them. Um, But more often than not, Thankfully, I am meeting with couples virtually who need help. They are not able to get in with a counselor right away. And so they need crisis help right now. Um, I unfortunately have to turn away so many couples because I just have a full load and I can't see all the couples, just like all the counselors out there are unable to meet with everyone who needs help right away. So they're put on a wait list. But specifically, I only meet with couples who are waiting to be seen by a counselor because they need help right now. They just can't be seen by a counselor. And so this is sort of like a triage that I do. And so I just wanted to tell you that because that's why you don't see me as much on social media. Um, Unfortunately, these couples are willing to get help. So I'm so grateful and so thankful that couples are out there both willing to get help. Okay, now let's get into my favorites, my highlights from each of the episodes in this series. I want to first start out with episode number two, which is with Todd Webb. He's a counselor in Washington state and Christian counselor. And he really, my favorite part in that episode is how he highlights really what fidelity is. And fidelity is the state of being faithful. And so therefore, really, when we think about marriage, specifically a Christian marriage, fidelity, we make a promise of fidelity when we get married. And with fidelity comes unity. Fidelity really is unity. It's to becoming one. And the state of knowing each other and being known and fully feeling safe and having full trust in your spouse, that's this state of fidelity. And so any type of secrecy or hiding or turning away from that state of trust and safety infidelity, any type of turning away from that, any secrecy, hiding, 
breaking of that state of faithfulness is infidelity. I think for me, the my biggest wow moment in the, in the conversation with Todd Webb was understanding that I have always thought of infidelity as a type of stepping outside of the marriage in regards to an affair. But Todd helped me see that really anything that is unfaithfulness, even in our words, you know, lying, hiding, deceit, that is a state of infidelity because we are unfaithful to our marriage vow. So fascinating. I had never thought of infidelity in that way. And I think it really helps us kind of broaden the understanding of infidelity, which for me helps me to be able to communicate that with others and help them see the, the really the weight and the importance, like the big, like how big of a deal this is, not just, you know, stepping outside of our marriage and seeking somebody else. It's really stepping outside of our marriage in a sense that's dishonoring our faithfulness to our spouse. Like, wow. So that was a big takeaway takeaway for me in episode number two. Episode number three was with Shayla Haller, and she's also a Christian counselor in Washington State. And I found her and knew we needed to talk to her because she has a different angle on this topic of betrayal and infidelity. What stood out to our to me in our conversation was how she hits on the importance of the process of healing. Specifically, she really dives into the importance of the time that it takes and the amount of work it takes in the period of time where both spouses are intentionally seeking healing. And this is this was really good for me to hear because it's reminding it reminded me that when there's any type of betrayal or infidelity it's not just the betrayer that's seeking healing and that is needing time and is needing to put in work for healing it's both the betrayer and the betrayed that both need to seek time and healing because so often, you know, there's, it's not just the betrayer that has to do the work, unfortunately, which also feels so unfair. And I see that a lot when I'm working with couples that, you know, the p- betrayed didn't ask for this, right? Like, they're like, this is, I did not want to do this. Like, this was not in my agenda for the year, right? Um, I did not anticipate having to go to counseling and I don't want to be here right? Like, I don't even want to have to work on this because I didn't do it. And so it's so true. It's so unfair. And yet it is where you're at. And so it's not just the work of the betrayer that has work to do is the point that I really took away from Shayla's conversation. And she hits on also just anytime there's a betrayal, a a deceiving, a stepping, a a turning away from, a hiding, any type of deceit, there's a loss of trust. And really, if anything, in this whole series, I think what we have to understand as, as Christian women, 
is when in any, you know, to be able to help anyone around us, our friends, our family, we have to understand that whenever there's a betrayal, when, whenever there's any type of deceit, it doesn't matter if it's a big thing or a little thing, any type of deceit is a loss of trust. Betrayal is loss of trust. And so when there's a loss of trust, there's a breaking there and then it requires time and energy, again, an intentional effort to heal. And Shayla mentions that infidelity is the deepest level of breaking of trust. Infidelity for her, she talked about, again, stepping outside of the marriage specifically um, for someone else. But she also brings up really great, really fascinating ideas that, you know, we can seek love and our source of worth and excitement, not even from someone else, but something else. And so we can even betray our spouse in our heart's affection by what we're looking at and how we're spending our time. And so she really, she was really, that was a really interesting conversation with Shayla in episode three, but she does dive into infidelity being the deepest level of breaking of trust, obviously. So then episode four was with Tess Scott and Tess's story is really helpful because she was doing all the things. She's a Christian wife, mom, uh, follower of Jesus. She was going to church, her and her family. She was praying. She was doing all the Christian things, reading God's word. And she still had an affair, you guys. And that stuck out to me because she still had an affair. And I mean, I just think there's so much we can take away from that. She, like, we're never really safe if we're comfortable. And she notes how simple it started and then how fast it snowballed. For every person I ever work with, and any couple who's walked through infidelity specifically, they all state the same thing. It starts small. And for Tess specifically, she notes how fast it snowballed out of control. She also said something that stuck out to me. She, she said, she highlights the fact that we, we've got to kind of be sober about the fact that we naturally are compelled by something new and exciting. And so for her, she, she really wanted us to be aware of how intriguing something new naturally is to us as humans. And then to really like simmer on that and be sober-minded about that in our marriages. She also noted how we cannot make our spouses be honest. Ouch, ouch. But we do have choices that we can make if they are not. So like just the painful process, the, pre- the painful reality that that we have for, for some spouses, right? That we just can't make our spouse be honest about the things. And if your spouse is being dishonest about things, you have some choices to make. You can't make them be honest, but you do have choices that you can make if they're refusing to be honest. And then Tess also noted the firm boundary that has come 
from her marriage story and her story of infidelity, which is that her husband and, and her just are never alone with the opposite sex. And I think my hope from, I guess right now, I just want to insert this is like that. I hope you won't wait or hope that something doesn't happen. Like my husband and I have never dealt with betrayal or infidelity in our marriage, but we already, we, we have boundary, we have firm boundaries in place. And I'm going to talk about that at the end, but that's my hope is that you would actually not wait for something to happen to put boundaries in place, but that you would already have boundaries in place. Okay. Episode five was with Shannon Guerin. Hello. If you have been with a wife like me for any amount of time, you were pumped to hear her name. <laughs> Love Shannon. But she, what's what really stands out to me from her story is that again, it started out so innocent. And she shares how someone was giving her compliments and started paying attention to her. But also in her story, her marriage was great. Like there was, again, no red flags in her marriage. Nothing was off with her and her husband. But once it started out and she received compliments, it felt good. And then she says what happened was the enemy completely deceived her which he often does when we take that bait of Satan. It's like he just takes our mind with him. And she began, Shannon says, she began to see that she wasn't to believe really that she wasn't supposed to be with her husband. She was supposed to be with this other man. Like the enemy completely had her mind. Ugh, gross. Right. And so what she notes is that she wished and she wants us to know, like, two main things. Stop anything right away. Like if anybody reaches out to you, if anyone texts you, messages you, Snapchats you, whatever, says something to you in person, stop it immediately. She says, I wish I would have stopped it and told my husband immediately. And then the other thing she notes is to really be on guard. She, she in hindsight, sees and she sees so many, which I do too. I've been here myself where you're just sort of comfortable in marriage and you don't, you're not actively on guard for the enemy's attacks. Like our marriages are warfare. It's, this is warfare ladies. Like, but we forget, we forget, we get comfy. We get, it's like, it's, we're fine. But you guys, like these are conversations we need to be having and we need to be praying against any schemes of the enemy. We need to be sober minded. Like, so really that stood out to me from Shannon's story. In episode six, we talked to Stephanie Broersma. Again, all each of these episodes, I just beg you to listen to them all in full. But what stands out to me the most in her story is, again, there were no red flags. They were good. But here it was such a surprise. And I think if anything, what what that made me think about was the importance of us having honest questions and conversations with our spouses. Like, is there anything you feel tempted by or that you're hiding from me? And really having full access to each other's devices. And if your spouse is unwilling to give you full access, make a counseling appointment today because there's a problem. Both you and your spouse should have zero 
zero hesitation, uh, having your spouse look at your phone anytime. And I think, you know, what I've noticed is for many spouses, they need that reassurance for some time, or if they're even just like, I'm feeling oddly off about something, I'm going to be looking at your phone um, whenever I need. But then what happens is after some period of time of seeing that there's nothing going on, then they don't need the do- need to do that anymore, right? Like trust has been built or trust has been confirmed. But there should be no problem with a spouse. Like one spouse should, it, the both spouses should always feel and want the other spouse to have full trust in them, right? So why wouldn't you want your husband right now to just grab your phone and look through it? Of course I want my husband to see that. I'm not, there's nothing to see there. You can trust me fully, right? So there should be no hesitation if you have nothing to hide. Um, The other thing Stephanie said that really stuck out to me is the betrayer must be willing to do whatever it takes to rebuild. The betrayed is going to need to work through things with a counselor to determine what they need for trust to be rebuilt. And whatever that is for the betrayed spouse, the betrayer must be willing to do those things to rebuild trust again. There should be no hesitation and no pushback to what the betrayed is asking for. And if that's not there, I'll talk about that at the end, it's going to be really impossible for trust to be rebuilt. But you can't make your spouse do those things or be willing to do those things. That's what's so painful. And then finally, what Stephanie shared is that there that stuck out to me is that there are still times she's triggered by just the trauma of the infidelity. So there are times she's triggered and then she works through it as she needs. And what's beautiful and what I want to highlight from her story is she knows that she has the freedom to do that because her marriage is safe. I think for a lot of people in unhealthy marriages, they don't feel the freedom to share what they need and then to actually walk down that process of of doing that. And that is a shame and that should not be in your marriage. If you don't feel the freedom and the safety to say what you need and then go down that I like that path of actually experiencing that, you're in an unsafe marriage and go to counseling. So here are four things that I just want to leave you with, four things that are necessary that I have found in counseling couples. These four things are absolutely necessary to moving forward after there's been a discovery of any type of betrayal. Okay, these are the four things that are needed to move forward after there's been a discovery of betrayal. Number one, and these are not shockers and they're self-explanatory, but number one, both spouses must be willing to enter into a season of reconciliation. So both spouses must be wanting and willing to move forward and to reconcile what's been wronged. If one spouse isn't, then you're not going to be able to heal and move forward. What I see so often is there has been a type of betrayal or infidelity and the betrayed so desperately wants to move forward and reconcile what's been wronged, but the the betrayer is actually not wanting to move forward 
they, they still want to have a relationship with the person, or they still want to engage in the pornography, or they're not, they're not willing to, to turn. And so in order for a marriage to move forward into a season of healing and reconciliation, number one, both spouses must be willing to enter in to a season of reconciliation. Number two, both spouses must be willing to do whatever it takes to move forward. Whatever it takes, anything, anything to rebuild. So both spouses have to be willing to cut that other person out. Both both spouses must be willing to stop communication with that person. They must be willing to get rid of um, XYZ on their computer. They must be willing to put in safeguards for their computers and all their devices. They must be willing to do whatever is necessary. Counseling, anger management classes, uh, meeting with a small group to go through uh, AA. I mean, you name it. And typically when couples work with me, we set up the the standards of care really of moving forward and the betrayed is really setting up what they need their spouse to do the betrayer the betrayed is setting up what they need the betrayer to do to walk through to engage in frequency and consistency of therapies any type anything anything they need their spouse to do to to reconcile the marriage the betrayer must be willing to do those things, like anything and everything. If they're not, again, the marriage is not going to be able to move forward in actual healing and reconciliation. Okay. The third thing to move forward after discovery of betrayal is that both spouses must be 100% honest about everything. I mean, duh, but like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a necessity. If one spouse is holding anything back or if one spouse feels that there's something missing, you're not going to be able to move forward with full healing and reconciliation. It's just not going to happen. So there has to be 100% full disclosure uh, about everything in order to move forward in your marriage. The last thing that's got to be present in marriage is that both spouses must feel 100% safe with the other spouse. If not, you're not going to be able to move forward. What do I mean by that? Safe. What both spouses must feel safe to share their thoughts, express their feelings, their hopes, their, their desires, their fears, they must be able to be safe, 100% safe with their spouse in what they're thinking, feeling, needing, or afraid of. If not, the marriage will not move forward in a healthy way where reconciliation is actually possible. So those are my main takeaways from this series. I am sure we will have more maybe pop in at a later date uh, with different angles. But that was our main uh, bulk of our interviews on our Betrayal and Infidelity series. I just want to pray over you and your marriage right now, Lord Jesus. Uh, Father, we come to you 
and we trust you are able. Lord, you and you alone have had victory over sin and death. And Father, we praise you for that. Lord, we need to remember what you are capable of. Father, you love to make beautiful things out of broken places and pieces and hard, difficult, heartbreaking stories. That's where you love to shine. You love to come in and do what only you can do. And Father, I ask, we ask that you would do that. We pray against, Father, any temptation. We pray against any schemes of the evil one coming against our marriage and our family. In Jesus' name, we say for that to flee. Give ourselves and our husbands clear eyes only for each other. Father, anyone that is coming in to tempt ourselves or anyone else, Father, when we least expect expect it, when they least expect it, Father, would you give us in our husbands a fiery passion to say no and to stop it right at the start and, Father, to come to each other in full transparency and say what happened. Father, do not let us be weak. Father, give us your strength, your spirit, the tenacity to say no and to see people outside of our marriage for what they truly are, a battle, Father, in the kingdom of darkness, Lord. So help us stand firm, stand in Ephesians and with the belt and the plate and the armor, everything you've given us to stand firm against these schemes of the evil one. Help us to stand firm then against those attacks and stand for you, for our marriage, for our kids. Uh, Father, help us to have a new desire, new passion for our spouses. Give us eyes and, and just a heart to long for our husband. And um, Father, just help them to long and give them, give our husbands a passion for us as well. We love you, Father, and we trust that for anyone listening who's walked through any type of betrayal or infidelity, Father, give give them hope. Father, give them encouragement. Give them a real desire to just believe that you are able to restore what has been broken, Father. Come alongside both husband and wife and create a spirit of humility in them. Create a spirit of longing and willingness to do whatever it takes, Father. We pray just a beautiful brand new marriage for their marriage, that what has been in the past will no longer be in the future. In Jesus' name, amen.